الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله ان الله خبير بما تعملون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مثل الذي يذكر ربه والذي لا يذكر ربه كمثل الحي والميت او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama brothers and elders these moments Allah Ta'ala blesses us with to be in his house to be in his remembrance this is really something extremely valuable extremely great these moments that are spent in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala the value of this will only truly be understood and appreciated when a person when his eyes close when this world will now be the reality of this world will open up in fact the reality of the world will open up while people are in the world closer to qiyamah that in the ahadith it is refer- mentioned that as the time of qiyamah comes very close then among the various major things that will happen one of the things that will happen is that the earth will spew out whatever is in it in its bowels the treasures that the earth is holding aflaza kabidha the hadith sharif the word is used like a how you say a piece of person's heart so the earth will throw out it whatever is in his heart so to say and all the treasures of the world will be lying around gold and whatever else will be lying around and people walk past it and won't even look at it because when it's lying around everywhere it's like stones lying around so now who stops to pick up a stone somewhere nobody has any value for it now so a time will come before qiyamah when the value of this world will be made apparent to even those who are in this world at that time that this is its value and as far as the akhirat is concerned when a person reaches the year after then the reality will open out to every single person the year after every person's year after starts with the time and the moment that his own life is over man mata faqad qamat qiyamatuhu nabi sallallahu alaihi says that the person who has passed away his qiyamah has started already So this is something to very very greatly appreciate whatever opportunity Allah Ta'ala blesses us with to be engaged in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala to be engaged in seeking some knowledge of deen to be engaged in reciting some Quran Sharif to be engaged in any amal of deen because this is what is of real value in the ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala says Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah وَلْتَنْزُرْ نَفْسٌ مَّا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ Oh you who believe, 
اتق اللہ فی اللہ تعالی فی اللہ تعالی and let everyone consider what he has sent forth for tomorrow 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 is the tomorrow of the hereafter it's a tomorrow when a person will be laid in the cover it's a tomorrow when you will have to stand on the day of qiyamah that's the tomorrow Allah that I say to us in the Quran Sharif that fear Allah Ta'ala and let every soul consider what has he sent for, tomorrow, for tomorrow now this is a terminology that we all use often say we pack it away for a rainy day say for the future need to have something for the future or for the rainy day now in that same kind of manner of expression the Quran Sharif is telling us look the real future and the real rainy day that might come is not the rainy day of this world it's not the future of this world nobody has been forbidden from saving something for tomorrow of this dunya as long as he doesn't make this dunya his object of life he doesn't let this dunya become the obstacle in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala as long as that is not happening then together with fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala fulfilling the rights of Allah Ta'ala and fulfilling the rights of the servants of Allah Ta'ala provided that that is happening in that way and he is using whatever Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with in the way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with then that becomes ni'mat for him that becomes also a bounty for him لا بأس بالغنى لمن اتق الله عز وجل Nabi Islam says there is no harm there is no harm for wealth being in the hands of a pious person wealth in the hands of a pious person won't be a source of harm pious person, person who has taqwa person who is conscious of Allah Ta'ala conscious in how he is earning it, how he is spending it how he is using it also so as long as he is not making it the object of his life he is not allowing it to become an obstacle in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala then to save for the next day is not a problem one person came to Rasulullah and he presented a ring that he owned it was a gold or some, some coin he had rather and he said that this is all that I own I am giving it in sadaqah I am giving it in the path of Allah Ta'ala the beast also took it and threw it on the floor said there are those who will give everything away then they'll go around begging and yet when Siddiq Akbar when Nabi Islam asked the Sahaba to contribute and Abu Karim brought everything and gave Nabi Islam wholeheartedly accepted it for the cause of Deen because he was of that caliber he was of that caliber that if the next day he had to suffer starvation he would still be content with Allah Ta'ala's decree and he wouldn't have the slightest bit of regret on what he has done yesterday that he gave everything away in Allah Ta'ala's path, he will still be happy about that if a person is not of that caliber then that's not for him but what is for him nevertheless and what is for every single human being is that to have the heart attached to Allah Ta'ala so while he physically will be engaged in whatever he has to be engaged in in terms of earning his living earning his livelihood but his heart is for Allah Ta'ala and therefore 
he will be all the time concerned about that time when he has to stand in front of Allah on the day of Qiyamah. This is what the ayat is preparing us for. وَالْتَنْزُرْ نَفْسٌ مَّا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ Because his heart is attached to what is to Allah Ta'ala and he's concerned about what is going to be the position when he has to stand in front of Allah Ta'ala is all the time looking what has he sent forward for his future. The future, when that future where no rands and cents will be of any use. Where no dollars and pounds will help a person in any way. When no context of dunya will be able to come and do anything for him. He may have all the context to the highest levels in dunya, but on that day nobody will be able to have any level. So now he is all the time concerned about his future. And then again Allah Ta'ala says, وَاتَّقُوا Now twice the same thing is being mentioned right at the beginning of the ayat, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ Or you who believe, fear Allah Ta'ala. And then again in the same ayat, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهِ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ The first اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ The first اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ is fulfill whatever Allah Ta'ala has commanded. Fear Allah Ta'ala in fulfilling his obligations. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has commanded, complete it. Allah Ta'ala has commanded that Salah be performed five times a day, complete it. Discharge it correctly. Fulfill it with Jama'ah in the Masjid. Unless there is some valid Shari'i reason for not doing so. Fulfill it in the manner that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught. With the Adab and the Mustahabbat. With Khushu and Khudu. Allah Ta'ala has commanded the fulfilling and discharging of Zakat. Fulfill that. Hajj to complete that. Month of Ramadan comes to fast. All the other various commands of Allah Ta'ala. So this first Ittaqullah is pertaining to all the obligations of Deen. And then again towards the end of the ayat Allah Ta'ala says Allah bima Fear Allah Ta'ala Second time now This pertains to fear Allah Ta'ala In refraining from all the things Allah Ta'ala has forbidden Allah Ta'ala has forbidden That a person should consume haram He should earn anything haram He should engage in any kind of haram transactions So now he's refraining from that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden him from looking at haram. So he is refraining from that. Allah Ta'ala has forbidden him from listening to haram. Listening to music, listening to ghibat, listening to any other sinful thing. So he is obeying that. Allah Ta'ala has forbidden him from speaking haram. From going to any haram place. From all the haram things. So the first ittaqullah pertains to all the obligations. He is doing that. And the second is pertaining to all, refraining from all the things Allah Ta'ala has prohibited. He's refraining from it. Wattaqullah. Inna Allah khabirun bima ta'amadun. And to spur him on to become obedient to Allah Ta'ala in this regard, Allah Ta'ala is giving a very, very deep muraqaba. A very deep point of meditation. That remember, Inna Allah khabirun bima ta'amadun. Allah Ta'ala is all aware of what you are doing. جو کرتا ہے تو چپکے اہل جہاں سے دیکھتا ہے تجھے کوئی آسمان سے حضرت والا حضرت شاہ کے مختلف صاحب رحمت اللہ علیہ this one couplet of his he says جو کرتا ہے تو چپکے اہل جہاں سے whatever person is hiding from the people and doing secretly, quietly behind closed doors, behind drawn curtains or 
in a way that now he's got everything adjusted in such a way that nobody must see what's on the screen. So now he feels that now everything is fine, I'm covered. But covered from who and how long? Jo karta hai tu chupke ahle jahase, dekta hai koi tujhe asma se. See, whatever you are hiding from people and doing, someone from above is watching. Someone from above is watching, Allah Ta'ala is watching. Allah Ta'ala is aware. So now this is a very deep muraqaba and meditation of aspect of meditation Allah Ta'ala is giving us to help us to fulfill this command of ittaqullah. That if a person is conscious of this all the time and he keeps meditating on this and he keeps bringing this deep down in his heart and he sits and ponders over it and he thinks deeply about this, the reality of it. Allah Ta'ala is all aware of what am I doing, what am I looking at, what am I listening to? Allah Ta'ala knows the deception of the eye. He even knows what the heart conceals. What I am fantasizing about. What I am planning and scheming. What kinds of thoughts I am giving place to deliberately in my heart. What is the strange thought which Shaitan whispers? He ignores it that cannot harm him in any way. But that which he deliberately gives space to in his heart. Deliberately entertains those thoughts. That is going to be very harmful for him. So now this is that muraqaba Allah Ta'ala is giving us. Inna Allah khabiru mimma ta'amanu. Then further Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ Don't become like those نَسُوا who forgot Allah Ta'ala. They forgot Allah Ta'ala. So what happened? What was the end result of that? فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ Allah Ta'ala made them forget themselves. They forgot Allah Ta'ala. The end result was they forgot themselves. How can a person forget himself? Does it mean, what does it mean forget himself? That you ask him, who are you? He say, I don't know my name. Where you stay, I don't know anymore. I forgot everything. The person suddenly suffers from complete amnesia. No, that's, that's not what's referred to here. When a person forgets himself, in this context what it refers to him is, that a person now doesn't realize or cannot fathom or cannot understand what is of his benefit, what is harmful to him. He just indulges in anything recklessly. Not that he doesn't know, but he forgets himself. That this what I am going to do is going to be extremely detrimental. It's going to ruin my akhirat, it'll even ruin my dunya also. My whole dunya will go haywire. But he just is too deep into that Allah Ta'ala's rahmat is gone. As a result of that rahmat of Allah Ta'ala being removed, now he just cannot control whatever he is supposed to be controlling himself in. He cannot think correctly. He cannot channel his energies in the right places. He cannot steer himself away from the places of evil and sin. And he forgets himself. He forgets where he is going. He forgets who he is. He forgets what are, going to, what are the consequences going to be or what he is going to do. It's all known, but he just becomes reckless about it. He will say anything, though he knows that this is something that is going to now have severe repercussions. But he will just blurt it. He will just say it. Afterwards he say, well, you know what, I just flew off the rail. So the train gets derailed, then it's already the damage is done. 
when it flies off the rail, people lose their lives and there's injuries and there's all kinds of difficulties and hardship. But it's already off the rail, it's too late now. It's just to say, well, I just flew off the rail so I must be excused, doesn't happen. Even if it's somebody does excuse him, but the damage is done. So now a person forgets. Forgets I should be controlling my tongue, controlling my eyes. Where am I looking? Now I'm going to be looking at all this and spoil my akhirat also. My heart will become destroyed. The mood of the heart will be totally destroyed. The heart will be engulfed in darkness. And as a result, what not will happen thereafter? And then sometimes while he's looking, others are looking also. Now his wife catches him looking also. So now his whole marriage is in a big problem now. But at that time he just forgets everything. He forgets, forgot himself. Why he forgot himself? Because he forgot Allah Ta'ala. وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهِ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ Now, not forgetting Allah Ta'ala, meaning remembering Allah Ta'ala. If a person remembers Allah Ta'ala, then he will remember himself. Remember himself in the sense that this is harmful for me, I need to stay far away from this. This is where my benefit lies, I need to move in this direction. To utter this is going to be very very detrimental to me, I rather hold my tongue. To look at this is going to be very very evil for me, I'm not going to go to... To go to the masjid is going to be very beneficial for me, that's where I'm going. To be doing the right thing, this is where my benefit... So now he's remembering what is his benefit and he's doing according. And he's remembering where his harm lies and he's saving himself from that. That is now he's remembering himself. But where this remembrance comes from of himself, first when he remembers Allah Ta'ala. First when he remembers Allah Ta'ala, then he'll remember himself. Now the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is a very wide concept. Anything and everything that reminds a person of Allah Ta'ala, whether a person is sitting in the masjid and he is silent completely, but he is in the house of Allah Ta'ala and that environment itself is giving him some kind of reminder, that becomes a remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. He is reciting some tasbih, that's a remembrance, that's Allah Ta'ala's remembrance also, obviously. He is making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, that is Afzalul Zikr. That is one of the greatest forms of remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. He is engaged in some deeny talk, some where the knowledge of deen is being disseminated, he is learning something of deen, that is zikr also. That too is part of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. He is engaged in salah, obviously is a very big zikr, very great zikr. He is advising somebody in terms of some good nasihat and advice, counsel, that too is a remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, because if he is doing it for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, this is Allah Ta'ala's remembrance. So this is a very wide concept. But primarily, in the terminology of the Qur'an and Hadith, zikr primarily is referring to the zikr of the heart and the zikr of the tongue that is meant to develop the zikr of the heart. The essence is in the heart. But the zikr of the tongue has been very greatly emphasized. Because this is repeatedly the name of Allah Ta'ala and the words of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala Istighfar, Durud Sharif, Tasbihat of various different Tasbihat, Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. When the tongue is regularly engaged in this, then this is something that starts settling into the heart. Iza takarrara, takarrara. The Arabic saying, takarrara, when something is repeatedly uttered, something is repeatedly spoken. In time, takarrara, it settles in the heart. Now this is a general statement, whatever it might be. 
A person keeps talking six, six figures and seven figures all the time. Then in time, that six figures, and six, even if he doesn't have two pennies to rub with it, but now he sits in company which they all the time, that's a talk. So now he's talking about other people's six figures and seven figures. Because God doesn't talk about himself. But now when he keeps talking about other people's seven figures, in time his heart also is now going to run in the same direction. His dreams will be only that. His aspirations will be only Whether the whole life comes out and he doesn't see it, it will be a different matter. But his salah will also be that. And he'll all the time be in a, in a, in a type of grief that I don't have it. And his whole life will just come out like that. Why? Because that is what he's hearing. And now that is what he's speaking all the time. And that is what he's settling deep down in the heart. And as a result, his whole heart is engulfed in that. So now his whole life is coming out in that. Whereas the person might have ten figures also. But his heart is with Allah Ta'ala. At the time he has to do his work, he'll do his work. At the time he has to speak about ten figures, he'll speak about ten figures also. But then his heart is with Allah Ta'ala. Then such a person, that too will become a source of great benefit for him. Otherwise a person who doesn't have the two coins to together also, but this becomes the condition of his heart, this will ruin the heart, ruin the nur of the heart, it will take the person in all different directions, but the direction of Allah Ta'ala. So this is this remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, which is an extremely important thing, this verbal remembrance, the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Repeatedly taking the name of Allah Ta'ala, verbally, which eventually brings this reality of zikr in the heart, the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. And it is the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala that now makes a person fulfill the obligations of deen. The first ittaqullah in the first ayat. Ya ayyuhalladheena amunuttaqullah. It is this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala which will make him fulfill that. And this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala which will make him fulfill the second ittaqullah. That now refraining from all the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. In the Hadith Sharif, one Sahabi came to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he says to him that there are so many different things of deen that have been advised, that have been encouraged, that have been, the various virtues of it have been mentioned, but there's so meaning over and above the compulsory aspects. In what is farz and wajib, there's no compromise in that. That is something which has to carry on at every cost. There is no way that can be compromised. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is in his last days and he is so weak that he cannot even walk to the masjid which is adjoining his room. He is that weak. And so weak that he becomes unconscious. Now he becomes unconscious and the time of salah has come. After a while he regains consciousness. And as soon as he regains consciousness, the first thing he inquires is, has the salah been performed? They say, no, they're waiting for you still. Nabi Salaam takes a bath. But by the time that bath is done, because he had been unconscious now, so he takes a bath quickly. He's helped to take the bath. By the time that happens, he's again so exhausted, he falls unconscious again. The same thing repeats itself. As soon as he regains consciousness, first question. Has Salah is over? No, they're waiting for you still. It was Isha Salah. Again the same thing. Nabi Salaam takes another bath. Again that exhaustion is too much. He falls unconscious for the third time. Now when he regains consciousness again, now again the same question. You see, now they're waiting for you. Now finally he says that Muru Aba Bakrin Fal Yusalli bin Nas. Okay, fine. Tell Abu Bakr to leave the Salah. 
In other words, I'm not going to be able to make it to lead the Salah today. But three times, the first thing after regaining consciousness, that's the first question. And then Nabi Sallallahu performed the Salah in his room in that manner. But this is the importance of Salah which Allah, Nabi Sallallahu also didn't forego in that condition. And the last words, parting words, the parting advice, the wasiyat of Rasulullah Sallallahu As-salah wa ma malakat aymanukum. Be conscious and careful about your salah and your treatment of your slaves, your servants. Parting words. 23 years of nubuat. And conveying the whole deen to the ummah. And now in the parting moments, highlighting something. So many things to highlight or could have been highlighted. Obviously the time now only allows one or two things. So now you'll choose what is of very great importance. Salah represents all the hukukullah. And this is the peak of it. This is the greatest of hukukullah, which is compulsory five times a day. So if a person is conscious of his salah five times a day, inshallah all the other hukukullah will fulfill. And on the hukukul ibad side, the rights of the servants of Allah Ta'ala, wa ma malakat Fulfill the rights of those who are under you in your service. So, this was the importance of salah. Now, in any case, we are talking about this hadith sharif that this person came and he said to Rasulullah, there are so many things in deen, meaning over and above the farud and wadi things, the optional things, there's so much a person can't do everything all the time. What does he really take on to? So, Nabi Sal gave one advice. He says, Look, there are many, many things, obviously. You do one thing, other things, whenever you can, as much as you can, but one thing you hold on to. La yazalu lisanuka ratbam min zikrillah. Let your tongue, the essence of zikr is in the heart. Otherwise, for example, a person with a big tasbih in his hand and he's reciting astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. At the same time, he's saying, look at all these people, how they're walking naked, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. He's looking at the haram too and he's making astaghfirullah too. So that is, he's miles away from zikr. He is verbally engaged in zikr, but he is miles away from the reality of zikr. But the person who might not have been saying anything, reciting anything verbally, but his heart is truly in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So now that is the essence of zikr. But what is the hadith sharif saying? Nabi Islam is saying, La yazalu lisanuk. Let your tongue be moist with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So this verbal zikr is being emphasized. Because this verbal zikr will become the doorway to the heart. And this will embed the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala in the heart. In one hadith, Nabi Islam gives an example. مَثَلُ الَّذِي يَذْكُرُ رَبَّهُ وَالَّذِي لَا يَذْكُرُ رَبَّهُ كَمَثَلِ الْحَيِّ وَالْمَيِّدِ The person who remembers Allah Ta'ala. His example and the example of the one who does not remember Allah Ta'ala is like the example of the living and the dead. One person has life. So this is a living person, obviously, he's somebody that has got life now. He'll be a person with some kind of energy and there'll be some benefit out of him. He might be someone who can cheer you up. He might be able to do something for you. There'll be a lot of maybe comfort that you might be able to get in his company. So all these things are possible in the company of a living person. And somebody who has died now, 
He can't do anything for himself. He can't do anything for you. Merely being in his presence is a source of grief. Even if he is not anybody known to you. Merely sitting in his company is going to bring grief. And if that dead person is lying there for a long time, so after a while the corpse starts rotting. Now what will be the condition? Let alone being close, even from a distance, there's a very, very eerie feeling. It's something that starts making a person feel nauseous, him feel very uneasy, starts making him feel miserable. Now all this is what is meant by this example, that the person who does not touch Allah, this is his example. Now that person who is dead, others around are going to feel miserable also. The person who is without the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, without the reality of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, no matter what might be outside, whatever the situation might be outside, within himself there will be a sense of, there will be a void. There will be an emptiness. There will be something that is looking for some satisfaction somewhere and is trying to get it here, get it in some holiday somewhere, get it in some entertainment somewhere else, get it something, some excitement somewhere, if nothing else works, now he's playing on his phone. There's some void, he's trying to fill something. But that just cannot get filled with something that's outside. Because this can be only get filled with something that's inside. Something that can reach the heart. Not something that can reach the eyes. Not something that can reach the ears. Something that goes directly into the heart. And that is what comes from Allah Ta'ala. That is the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. So now the living person, this will be his condition. That, that energy is there. Now he's living, he's got energy. He can walk, he can run, he can climb a mountain also. So that person who is zakir, he can undertake whatever challenges come for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Just wake up early in the morning for fajr, that energy is there. Now that person who is dead, he can't go anywhere. But the person who is living can walk and run. He's got this energy of zikr and ruhaniyat. He can wake up in the morning, overcome the challenge, despite sometimes a person being maybe a bodybuilder and he can pick up a whole cow also. But then if that spiritual energy is not there, at the time of fajr he can't pick up the duvet also. The thing is that this, each thing has got his own energy. Now he's got that energy, he can move out of that house without any difficulty. He can reach the masjid without difficulty. In the cold winter morning, then too he can reach. In the early hours of the summer morning, then too he can wake up and leave. When the time has come for his zakat to be paid, he can easily put his hand and take that zakat and give it. That energy is there. Otherwise that hand will become like paralyzed. That heart just won't give in. That I need to now part with this money. When it will come to the time of fulfilling the rights of people, and in that he might see that apparently he is going to lose out. But that energy is there to find, let it go. But I won't trample anybody's rights. Likewise in all other aspects of life, where this energy comes when that reality of zikr is there. And that reality of zikr, the first step of it is the verbal zikr. And in one narration, the same example is given, but Nabi Sassim gives the example of مَثَلُ الْبَيْتِ الَّذِي يُذْكَرُ فِيهِ الرَّبِّ وَالْبَيْتُ الَّذِي لَا يُذْكَرُ فِيهِ الرَّبِّ كَمَثَلِ الْحَيِّ وَالْمَيِّدِ That the example of a home where Allah Ta'ala is remembered and the example of a home where Allah Ta'ala is forgotten this is like the example of a home where there are living people where Allah is remembered and the example of a home 
Allah Ta'ala is forgotten is like a home where there are dead people. Now where the dead people in that house, who wants to be sitting in that house? Can a person eat something there? The best of food, somebody comes and presents to him while he's sitting on the side of a corpse. Is it possible for him to even look at it? Most delicious food which he craves for normally, he'll drive for miles to go and buy it. And here it's being presented to him on the plate. Can he eat it next to a corpse? So now when there's that, Allah Ta'ala has been forgotten in that home. So now there's no life in that house. Everything is now, there's a sense of misery, there's a void, there's an emptiness. Where this will come when the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, zikr, the essence of zikr is obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And the opposite of it is forgetting Allah Ta'ala. When there's sin, there's the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. But this verbal zikr is the start of bringing the zikr alive. The reality of the zikr alive. And there's so many ayat of the Quran Sharif, Uzkurullaha Zikran Kathira, remember Allah Ta'ala excessively, and in the hadith filled with so many hadith of Rasulullah emphasizing the zikr, this verbal zikr. Unfortunately, this is something that we generally just overlook. Something done, by the way, if it's done too, that will be something like a very, very great thing we've done. Whereas this is something to give very great importance to to give it special space of time dedicated time even if it might be something that's not very much time meaning that dedicated time might be 5 minutes, 10 minutes for the day out of the thousands of minutes, so many thousand minutes in the day 10 minutes out of it 2400 some minutes in the day 10 minutes out of it the 10 minutes Inshallah will keep the whole day going in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. But that 10 minutes dedicated for Allah Ta'ala's remembrance. Where it is the servant and his Rabb. Between him and Allah Ta'ala no distraction, nothing in between. And he's remembering Allah Ta'ala in that manner, in that solitude. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says, among the seven categories of people will be given the shade of the arsh on the day of Qiyamah. One category of people is وَرَجُلٌ ذَكَرَ اللَّهَ خَالِيًا فَثَابَتْ That person who remembers Allah Ta'ala in solitude and his eyes flow with tears. Allah Ta'ala loves this so much. Allah Ta'ala keeps a special place for him under his arsh on the day of Qiyamah. So this is something not to disregard as something by the way, something, well if it gets done is a very good thing, if it doesn't happen it's not a problem. No, when it doesn't happen it creates a void. It creates some vacuum and there's no such thing like a vacuum when this leaves something is going to fill it what will fill it? when the positive leaves the negative will fill it and all kinds of sinful things the person now will want to go here, there and everywhere and he will want to do anything and everything to try and fill that void because there cannot be a vacuum either the person's heart and life is filled with Allah Ta'ala's remembrance he'll be happy, he'll laugh, talk, he'll joke he'll be spending time with his family, he'll do things that everybody else does in a normal way, but even in that he'll remember Allah Ta'ala. He will make shukar of Allah Ta'ala in the ni'mah that he has been blessed with. He will engage with his children, with his family, he will spend time with them, but in that too he will be conscious of Allah Ta'ala. Even that will become the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. He'll be engaging in his business, but that business also will be for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. And that too will become the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Because all the time is conscious. Is this halal? Okay, fine. This is not on, leave it. I don't want to do it. Why he doesn't want to do it? Allah Ta'ala is watching. Allah Ta'ala is aware. 
That's the zikr of Allah Ta'ala now. At that moment, that's Allah Ta'ala's zikr. I'm doing it for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. I must fulfill whatever my obligations are, my responsibilities to my family, spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala. So all these things make this also ibadat. So may Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we truly bring this reality of zikr in our lives, this verbal zikr also, and this verbal zikr should now become then the means to bringing the reality of zikr in our lives, in our hearts, the reality being the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. That no matter where we are, and no matter what, wherever, whichever part of the world we may be in, but we are all the time conscious that we are the servants of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is aware, Allah Ta'ala is watching, Allah Ta'ala knows whatever we are saying, whatever we are doing, wherever we are looking, everything Allah Ta'ala is aware of. And to all the time be dedicating ourselves to the zikr and remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَ عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ This is a form of little bit of encouragement and making amal on what we discussed. Inshallah we'll make zikr for a few minutes and then make dua It is reported in the Hadith Sharif that a person who recites La ilaha illallah a hundred times daily, Allah will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah will grant him the tawfiq of doing righteous amal and give him the tawfiq of staying away from sin and this will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. When saying La ilaha, then to bring to mind this is what makes the zikr very effective that how is the mind and heart engaged at that time so at that time to imagine that all the ghayrullah everything besides Allah Ta'ala all the dirt, the filth in our hearts, the sin whatever evils are there, whatever wrong aspirations and desires are there everything has been taken and thrown out in an ugly form this has all come out of the heart la ilaha and illallah there is a nur that is settling in the heart from above which is the love of Allah Ta'ala beside the Ruchari. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وَأَصْحَابِهِ وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْلِيمًا كَثِيرًا كَثِيرًا يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ دَائِمًا أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمِ جَزَلْنَّا نَبِيَّنَا مُحَمَّدًا صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَلَّمْ بِمَا هُوَ أَهْلُهُ La ilaha illallah 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 
Allah 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 Allah
ربنا والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving Allah Ya Allah, we are indeed most sinful, Ya Allah. From head to toe, we are covered in sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, for too long we have lived our lives in sin, Ya Allah. For too long we have been far away from you, Ya Allah. For too long we have forgotten you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Forgive the sins we have done in the day and night, Ya Allah. Forgive the sins we did deliberately and mistakenly, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your remembrance, Ya Allah. Fill our lives with your remembrance, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring us back to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from this life of sin, Ya Allah. Save us from this life of disobedience, Ya Allah. Save us from this life of neglect and carelessness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us conscious of our salah, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us the tawfiq of fulfilling all the laws of deen, Ya Allah. Give us the tawfiq of being totally in your obedience, Ya Allah. Save us from every disobedience, Ya Allah. Save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save the entire ummah. Ummati Allah. Ya Allah, shower down your maghfirat on the Ummati Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us and forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, you remove the suffering of the Ummati Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge all this is due to our misdeeds, Ya Allah. All this is the result of our sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us. Ya Allah, and forgive the entire Ummah, Ya Allah. And give us in the entire Ummah the tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us in the entire Ummah from those a'mal that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are in difficulties and hardships, remove it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of their illnesses, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, those who are in financial difficulties, remove with Udafiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, 
برکت نی جو رزق اللہ اللہ العالمین اللہ گرانڈ حلال ان طیب رزق اللہ اللہ سیو اس ایوری ڈراپ ان ایوری گرین آف حرام یا اللہ اللہ العالمین اللہ آل دوز این اینی کائن آف انگزائٹیز ڈپریشن سورو وری ٹینشن یا اللہ ریموو دا آفیت یا اللہ اللہ برنگ ہیپینس ٹو دی ہاتھ یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ آل دوز وی پاسٹ وی فل در قبر وی نور یا اللہ میک در کمپلیٹ مغفرت یا اللہ ایوری ان دی ہائی سٹیٹس ان دی آخرت یا اللہ اللہ ایت دی ٹائم آف آور دیت ٹیک اس ودی کلمہ دا الہ الا اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ اللہ ٹیک اس ان ایمان کامل یا اللہ ٹیک اس ان توبت النسوح یا اللہ اللہ ٹیک اس ان دی ٹائم دیت یو اپلیس ود اس سیل وی اپلیس ود یو یا اللہ اللہ سیو اس ان دی عذاب اور دی قبر یا اللہ اللہ سیو اس ان بیت دیت یا اللہ سیو اس ان دیت ان کنڈیشن آف سن یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ سیو اس ان دی عذاب اور دی قبر یا اللہ اللہ میک اور قبر گارنز آف جنہ فاس یا اللہ اللہ گراند اسی شفاعت آف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ گیو اس جنت الفردوس وداوت انہی رکنی اللہ aspirations ya allah remove all their difficulties and hardships ya allah grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat ya allah ilahu alamin make each one of us ya allah your true and obedient servant ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah unite the ummah ya allah ya unite the hearts of spouses ya allah unite the hearts of parents and children ya allah unite the hearts of brothers and sisters ya allah unite the hearts of family members ya allah ya unite the hearts of communities ya allah ya unite the hearts of the ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin ya allah all the good that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam begged for Allah, we are also begging for all that good, Ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah sought refuge from, Allah, you grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka bin khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وسابد معين والحمد لله